Okay. Ready? <laughs> okay, okay. All right. Pull yourself together, girl. I can't. We did Paige's podcast and I couldn't do it. I kept <laughs> laughing. But I'm okay now. All right, ready? You ready, D? Yeah, go. That was enthusiastic. <laughs> Hi, everybody! Welcome back to another episode of our lovely pod. Well, lovely is, um, that's questionable, but relatively decent podcast. However, I take that back. It's going to be even more lovely. In fact, it's going to take, okay, wait, hold on. <laughs> You're doing so well until you said, wait, because, hold on. Because, because Danielle was making me laugh. <laughs> Danielle was making me laugh because she's making fun of me. Mind you, for everybody at home, you're going to leave this crap in, Danielle. She makes me do all of this stuff. <laughs> I can introduce myself. No, girl. I'm I will self-centered like that. No, no. I will introduce you. Everybody, probably, no offense to everybody else, my personal most favorite guest we've had so far and probably ever my best friend miss lauren woolman hi lauren hi i'm so honored at that introduction oh my god my heart just melted okay but like you don't understand this because we've been recording a bunch of episodes i talk about you all the time oh my god i'm (laughs) so flattered i mention you all the time so i think it's only appropriate that we have you on here you know i mean i'm just i'm just the shit so yeah (laughs) No, of course, go for it. Um, so hi, welcome. How are you? I'm great. Thank you so much for having me on. I'm of so course. excited to be here. Of course, girl. Um, we have the first question that we've been asking everybody is, how are you doing with everything that's going on? How is your mental capacity? Are you okay? What's going on? Well, I think Kim, you know this better than anyone else that <laughs> yeah. I'm. I'm not okay, but I'm not not okay. <laughs> right. <laughs> um, with everything going on, it has been, like, overwhelming to some degree, especially in the beginning. Like, I'm not a good online learner by any means. So, like, adjusting to that in the beginning was really rough. Um, but other than that, I think I've been thriving. Like, Dude, I feel like I've been have. able to, to take what's the challenges that, like, corona and everything has like put in our way and like figured out a way to adapt Mm -hmm. and i think that's like at the end of the day that's what it comes down to is just like being able to adapt to the situations in front of you so yeah totally i totally agree um that's good well thank you for being so honest about that that's very important yes next topic for discussion so i We've been starting off the past few podcasts with guests with having some random questions. Just to get to know you better for the people at home um, who are listening. So I'm going to ask you a couple questions, okay? Okay. Cool. Number one, if you were stranded on a deserted island for the rest of your life, but there's a stereo that's also trapped on the island with you, what record slash album would you play for the rest of your life only one only one wow is it embarrassing if i say tickets to my downfall by mgk because like i like thriving listening to that like ever since that came out in september it's just been like nonstop on repeat 
If you don't know, Danielle, uh, Lauren and I are obsessed with MGK. No, I know. I Very know. much so. I don't think Danielle even knows who that is. No! Well, okay. Machine Gun Kelly, Colson Baker, he is a tattooed spaghetti noodle, gorgeous <laughs> man. Yeah. Making very good music. He has been for a while. Yeah. Like, I don't know, like, since he's got into pop punk, I've just been, like, all about it. I don't it. think that's embarrassing. It's a really good album. It is a good album. Okay. And again, <laughs> like that TikTok says, us young female, this demographic is keeping pop punk alive. So, no. For real. Alive forever on the deserted island. I agree with you. <laughs> um, what's your favorite song from that album? Um, Forget You Too with Halsey. Okay. It's a good, okay. It's a good song. I like the song. Don't look at me like that. <laughs> Okay, so just so just so the audience knows at home, when that album came out, that was Kim's least favorite song on the album and my favorite song. Well, and like, <laughs> it was the really- only reason why she has a good reason. Halsey kind of overpowers MGK and that song like just a little bit, and I think that like I've that- gotten used. To- well, I like it now. I just don't. She like I I'm not a fan of hers. Like a crazy fan. I don't care. So I'm like, eh. But I like it now. Now that I know the words, you know? Take it. Okay. Next question. What? Okay. Well, it's a two-parter. What's something that you think is overrated and something that you think is underrated? Ooh. Okay. Um, Overrated? It's definitely... um, I don't... Hmm. I had a solid answer for like two seconds, and I was like, "Wait a second. At a at at a moment in time, hydroflasks were really overrated. I feel like, um, and something that's really underrated. God, um, why is this such a hard question for me to answer? Because I feel like I'm such a basic person that everything I like is overrated." <laughs> think what do i think is underrated i think i I don't think i could answer it either to be yeah i i honestly you know what's underrated yeah um that i i think specific artists that are like starting off on like tiktok like i don't know if this is on your for you page but like i'm getting a bunch of like artists who only have like one or two songs out Mm -hmm. and all the songs that i'm hearing and, like, I go through, I follow through. Like, I'm one of those people, like, if I like the song on my TikTok feed, I will find it. Okay. And I think that's really underrated. I see. Yeah, because I feel like TikTok, once it grabs a hold of, like, one song, that's the song for a good solid, like, three months. Yeah. But, like, a lot of artists are using it to promote their their new shit. And it's good. And, like, yeah, it's not, like, a trending song, but, like, if you get, like, the rare audio, like, every once in a while. Yeah, TikTok is definitely becoming that, like, promotional app and stuff. Yeah. But that's a good answer. I don't, I couldn't answer this one. All right. All right. I'm going to ask you some gym questions. And, Danielle, you can also chime in on this because you're both gym rats. I'm so excited. This is so exciting. (laughs) Okay. What's one thing that somebody does at the gym that annoys you um talks over the coach if you're taking a class and um 
the coach is talking and someone's just like having a conversation over the coach explaining the exercising that's really annoying but if you're going to the gym i'm sorry wait so the coach like is explaining something and somebody else is trying to explain it over them not explain it just like talking in general okay like having a conversation with someone else while the coach is going over the exercises i think that's very annoying but if you're not taking a class and you're just going to the gym i think just like judging anyone in that space at all like just having like a like a like, you can have a look on your face while you're doing your workouts and, like, have, like, a judgmental look. But, like, if you're, like, constantly, like, eyeballing someone at the gym and, like, just, like, watching them, that's really frustrating. Mm-hmm. And, like, they are trying to better themselves. Let them be. Like, don't give them looks. Well, <laughs> I don't know. That's do you my... agree with that, Dee? Oh, I, I agree. Hold on. I agree 100% because they're going – everyone's going to the gym for a purpose and nine times out of ten mm-hmm. or – 99% of the time it's to better themselves and like how low of a person can you be to judge someone trying to better themselves you know what I'm saying like oh, that's just a real. very totally. like low thing to do um also too there are some people in the gym that make comments like out loud or loud enough for someone else to hear them like if you have nothing nice to say just don't say it at all you know like, you don't know oh, what the person you're talking about has been through. And the fact that they're in the gym is, like, could be a giant step for them to better themselves. And potentially better, like, other people around them. Um, but another thing that annoys me is that... <laughs> um, so, I just started going to CrossFit, but I'm a big... Or used to be a big into just going normal regular like commercial style gyms or whatever and people that leave equipment around that's not meant to be left out (laughs) that's annoying yes yes (laughs) that's so annoying and people who refuse to re-rack their weights like (laughs) you took it out you put it on the bar or you're using it you can put it back you are fully capable of doing it i don't care how hard you worked out you still have enough energy to put it away. <laughs> yeah, so, like, if there were 45-pound plates already on the machine, like, okay, I'm not moving them because the person before me didn't move them. But, like, if you, if I see you put them on and then you just walk away, if I'm not going to use it, like, hey, like, put them back. Or, especially dumbbells, put your dumbbells back. Those are meant to be on a yes. dumbbell rack. They, they just leave it on the floor all the time. Yeah, for they sure. Just leave them on the floor. Mhm. Yeah. Like, like for what? For what? <laughs> this is why I don't go to the gym. Rude people. <laughs> <laughs> um, I will say though, I find that the people that are there to like actually do their job, like, and are very determined to work out, they don't give a crap what other people are doing. Oh no. But, I know for me, when I was going, like, in person in the gym, I'm just a people watcher. So, like, I'll watch people, and I'm not, like, judging them. I just, I'm a people watcher. I just, that's how who I am. See, like, like that's fine. But, like, because you also don't have, like, a resting expression where, like, you give them, like, the eye. Like, I'm talking about, like, they're looking and, like, they're, like they give them, like, that puzzling look. That's you know so what I mean? Good. So, like, there, there was this guy um, who goes to the, the Mammoth gym. 
Mm-hmm. And he goes to, they moved all the cardio equipment um, upstairs. And the upstairs is an indoor track. And there's a bunch of space for, like, the shot put or whatever. And in the shot put space, he does, like, Krav Maga or something. Like, he's doing, like, very physical, like, karate-type movements with no opponent. Mm-hmm. And, like, it's it's very comical to watch if you're watching it. But, like, don't, like, overtly stare at him and, like, like give him a questioning look. Like, yeah. it's okay to be amused by it, but, like, not, like, judge him for doing that. Yeah. <laughs> no, I'm trying to say. I just feel like when I'm there, I just don't know where to look. I mean, unless I have my phone and I'm watching something. But if I'm listening to music, I just have nowhere to look. Yeah. Yeah. I find that, too. You know, I I find if I I try to either like look if there's a mirror in front of me, I try to like just like mainly like watch myself and my form. But if I'm on like a treadmill or something, I try to like watch like my my interval pace if I'm doing doing that that time. It's it's hard. Wandering yeah. eyes. <laughs> it's hard yeah. not to be a people watcher okay. in the gym. <laughs> yeah. Okay, so number two. Nope. Do we appreciate the loud banshee grunts slash screams from middle-aged men when they deadlift too much weight without a spotter? Because I don't. <laughs> okay. Well, okay, it, Kim. It depends. First off, first off, Kim, deadlifts don't have a spotter. Just for just for correction. I was well, gonna say that. Why. I was gonna say that. <laughs> okay. It's, it's the bench press. That you really need a spot or squat and squat sometimes. Guys, you can't insult me on things that I don't care about. (laughs) Can't. Okay, so it 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 depends. It depends on how loud and obnoxious the grunt is. If it's like on purpose just to get attention, then no, we do not care for it. But if it's like an accidental, like this was heavy, like ugh, like that's fine. Mm -hmm. I agree. Because sometimes I... you need to express yourself to make the weights go up. Oh, totally. Totally. <laughs> well, when I'm home and Danielle's home and we work out together, I'm very obnoxious. <laughs> on purpose. Right? <laughs> you do it on purpose, though. Yeah, like, it's on purpose. Otherwise, I... yeah, of course. Otherwise, I worked I... out with Kim once, and she, like, wouldn't say a word. <laughs> yeah, I hold it in. She <laughs> wouldn't say a single word. I was like... Why aren't you talking? And she's like, because if I say something, you're not going to want to talk to me. No, because I'll, like, curse and scream. Like, it's really bad. But, like, well, like, 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 it was funny to think that you think I'd care. Yeah, but, like, your family is home. They're like, what the hell is this girl doing? In my garage. No one could hear. It's fine. I know. But one time when I was at the gym, because there would be, like, this group of, like, the old middle-aged men that would always, they were, like, buddies, and they would, like, bro out you know and literally the guy was talking to the other guy while he was on a machine and he's like yeah man and they were talking about how much they loved they're like yeah dude i love the gym the gym is so great da, 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 da. so blah, blah 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 muscles right and literally the guy's like yeah and he screamed this is my therapy while he's like working on a machine and i'm like excuse me sir it's like <laughs> Five in the morning. <laughs> Can we not? Well, I mean, he's not wrong. It probably is his therapy. It's a very therapeutic. But experience. I don't care. Don't scream it out to the universe. <laughs> I'm just trying to do my squats, okay? <laughs> if Kim ever does squats, okay. that's the real question or mystery. Wow. 
Danielle, you really took that knife and turned it on me. You really did. <laughs> you really got me right in the gut. Um. Okay. Next question. Those are my two gym questions. If I had any more, I would be so bored. Anyways. <laughs> um, At least you're honest. If there was a... I know. Yeah, if for real. There, if there was a movie named after... Or not named after. About your life. What would it be called? Oh. About my life. I feel like it would have to incorporate my last name. Okay. In some in some way. Because my last name has been like a big identifier. Like I've always done sports growing up and like you're always referred to as your last name in sports. So like something to do with my, my last name. And if it doesn't have anything to do with my last name, I would think it'd be cool if we could incorporate um, Butterfly into the title because I'm very much in love with butterflies. I think they're very cool. So something along that line. I don't know. That's as creative as I can think at the moment on that question. That's a very creative question question on the spot. Here's a follow-up question for that. What? Who? Oh, Kim Kim is probably about to say. It is my question! It's my question! I was going to ask that question! I'm going to cause a fight. I'm going to ask it. I will ask it. Who would you want to play as you? Was that your question, D? Yeah. (laughs) I'm going to get to it. Um... I think Reese Witherspoon would play a very good Oh, movie. yeah. Or like her daughter, because her daughter looks just like looks like just like her too. Yeah. I, I think I think she That's would be a good ideal. one. Thank you. Okay, but most importantly, who me? I'm sorry. Most importantly, who would play me? <laughs> oh. <laughs> I I wanna say Annalena Jolie. Perfect. Me too. Thank you. I, like, like she, you just like she could capture your essence so well. Yeah, I got that leg for days, you know. <laughs> um, and the last question because it's a hot topic on the podcast: the best type of potato. <laughs> Ooh, I really liked mashed potatoes. Okay, <laughs> I'm not hating. Yeah, I'm a big fan of the mashed potato. Yeah, me and Danielle have a, a big debate on the potato. We do. So, um, it's, what's what is the best potato in your? I opinion? said waffle fries. Oh, that's a good. That was gonna be my second choice, honestly. Love it. Danielle I said, said tater tots. I did. I said tater tots. That's a good option too. I, I I honestly I personally feel like it it's it's mashed potato, waffle fry, home fries, tater tots. That's what's up. <laughs> that's why you're my best friend, and that's the only reason. <laughs> the kidding. only reason. <laughs> Just kidding. Okay. <laughs> um, cool. You had some really good answers. Thank um, you. These are so- fun questions. <laughs> Yeah, man, I try, you know. I just literally, I'll just think of like, oh, that would be a good question. Just write this stupid <laughs> crap down. Um. Anyways, enough about me. Let's talk about you because you're here. My first question or topic of discussion is I want to, since, okay, so you're my best friend, right? Yes. I've said this about a thousand times. But 
I haven't. We've only known each other for how long? Like four years. Yeah, three or four years. Three or four years, right? And Lauren and I met in college. Um, we met at Brookdale. Brookdale. <laughs> at the Dale. But before she was at Brookdale, she actually was at a university and she decided to transfer. So I just want you to talk about kind of your experience as to why you wanted to transfer. We'll get into more like specifics later, but originally what you planned on doing when you were going to university. So start there. Yeah, totally. So um, in high school, like I took um, AP bio as a junior and I fell in love with biology. So when I was starting my college process, I was really looking at schools that had a really good biology program. So I could go bio pre-med. And um, I fell in love with the University of Scranton, and that was the first school I visited. And that's where I ended up going for a whole semester. And there was like a list of like several events and several reasons why I ended up leaving there. But um, at the end of the day, like I'm a very much a homebody, and it was it was three and a half hour or three and a half hours almost away from home, and it was just a lot. So that had a big factor into why I decided to leave. But um, that whole process and why I wanted a university is because I feel like when you're in high school, you're kind of the narrative is like, oh, you have to go to a university. Like, that's just what you do. Like, you leave home and you do this whole thing. So, like, that's what I thought my only options were. And, like, I thought I needed that experience to, like, develop into, like, a, a person in society but um, it just, it, it didn't pan out. I was sick my senior year of high school and that like, I got better obviously and I was able to, to go to college, but I was still processing a lot of what had happened and that just like, it didn't mesh well with being away for the first time. Like I was just dealing with way too much and yeah. I was like, okay, I gotta, I gotta do something about this. And the choice was to either transfer to Monmouth or transfer to Brookdale and um, I'll be honest, my GPA was not high enough to get into Monmouth. So I went to Brookdale. And I'm so happy that I did because, like, I got to figure out, like, what I really wanted to major. Like, I think it's so hard to pick a major right out of high school. It is. And um, I, I love what I'm majoring in now. And I think there's so much opportunity for growth there. So I'm, I'm glad with how everything panned out. <laughs> yeah, I feel like... It's so crappy because, like, community college gets such a bad rep. It so does. And, like, Brookdale's, like, one of the top community colleges in the country. Oh, totally. But, like, I think that from people that I've met and and um, had classes with and stuff, like, one, there's so many opportunities that can happen from going to community college. And I find that I found people when I would go to college who had a – that like particular community college I found that there's a lot of people like me who have the same goals that I did because I know for me like the school that I the high school all the schools that I had growing up like they didn't have to care about things and care about working or caring about getting a good job and stuff and I feel like with that no care comes no responsibility so when I got to Brookdale like I met people like you who like were very driven in you know, going to school and working and stuff. And that does play into the fact that I think community college gets a bad rep because it 
it's like the complete opposite of like what the college experience should be oh totally and i think people who are in high school think that oh community college is like the you failed plan it's not the you failed plan it's completely other plausible alternative that works and i think when you are at a community college like you said you see the people who they're not there because they failed and couldn't get into other schools so they needed to do this they're there because they want they want to be there to to better themselves i had so many like older students in my class that like are returning to school so like they've been in the working force for so long Mm -hmm. like you have such a diverse mix of students there and like you have the people who are like yeah like i'm i'm here because i wanted to be able to work and go to school like that's like a reality for a lot of community students and community college students i think a lot of people miss that and they think it's only like oh like i'm only here because like i didn't do well in high school like that's not true no it's totally not like i can tell you i was so stoked i'm like i don't have to take my sats everybody is cramming and crying about the sats i don't have to take them you guys have to wake up at six o'clock in the morning on a saturday and then cry about how your scores are crap i don't i'm taking my acts I was like, I'm like, cool, I can just graduate high school and go to college. Because also, too, a lot of people, like, that's a good option when they don't know what they want to do. Totally. You know? They can take a multitude of courses in a very different subject matter and figure it out. Yeah. Like, I don't know, like, society expects 18-year-olds to have their, like, life figured out. The amount of times that I have changed my major... I wouldn't have been able to do that at like a four-year school, right? Because you know? you're paying you're paying too much, and there's too many requirements to f- fulfill a degree. Totally. Um, but you uh, but you you also changed your major though. Yes. From um, the, your from, bio one. Yeah, I went from bio so- premed to communications. Yeah, so, like, talk about that. Why did you ultimately decide to change your major? Um, the joke that I say is that chemistry is just way too difficult to understand. But um, in reality, I... <laughs> uh, the reality of it is, is, like, a lot of the subject matter that I was learning, like, it, it hit very close to home for me, and I kept applying it all to my my own personal experiences and I wasn't able to differentiate myself from what I was studying and with communications it's such a broad broad field that I can still have some of that like what interests me in like bio and like the health world and have a career in something else that really interests me which is like mass communication and social media and all that stuff so I was able to mix what I love both into one one thing. Yeah, and also I feel like you just fit better in communications. Not that you wouldn't in bio, but like bio is so like sterile. Yeah, and I'm also like, <laughs> all I do is talk. Like, <laughs> yeah. so I'm do I. okay. <laughs> I've been told I could talk to a brick wall for like hours and like wouldn't care, wouldn't run out of things to say. So it, it works. <laughs> have a personality thank you (laughs) well um 
What I was going to say. Yeah. I was going to say something on top of the whole, what she was talking about, switching her major and going to community college. On top of that, um, people will tell you, say, if you want to get into the medical field, you have to be a doctor or you have to be a certain profession. But once you get a job in the medical field, you'll see there's so many, just as an example, there's so many different avenues of approach in order to, or that you can take to work in the medical field. You know, you don't have to be a doctor. You don't have to be this or that, you know, because it, it is more broad than you think. And you can choose a major yeah, totally. like communications and still be in that field. They just don't tell you that. And like, exactly. I thought in order to be involved in like health and wellness, like I had to be a doctor. Like I didn't know anything else until I was like, wait, I can still do this and be involved in the health and wellness industry but I don't actually have to be a physician. And I feel like that's where schools kind of fail people is that they don't give the kids, like they're expecting them to make these decisions at a very young age that are going to determine the rest of their life, but they're not giving them enough variety of stuff to choose from and give them interest. It only, it's either sports or like theater and those things are great, but there's more to that. Like as far as like electives and things that happen, especially in high school, like, there's not they're not broad enough where you don't know a really big school like if i went like shore is not as big as home now so like there were kind of more ways to kind of get into different avenues of things but it's definitely harder in like in a high school where there's only x amount of activities to sign up for that are you're aware of like there's like yeah at home it was just like literally like tv production like art like and under art is like graphic design and ceramics and then culinary and like theater and then like that's it what i feel like is also a a disservice is that those are all just classes like they're not given to you as after school elective activities like where the sports and the theater those are after school activities like that really narrows what you get involved in and what you're passionate about like, if you had, like, a, a cooking club that met after school or, like, a TV production club that met after school, you would get such a wide, more wide variety of students. Because, like, when you're in, when you're picking your classes for high school, you're thinking about, oh, like, what I need for college. Exactly. I was going to say thinking that. thinking about what I want to take for fun. Like, I took so many AP classes because I thought it looked good for my college application process. Yeah. And, and like, I to- totally could have taken more art classes or something like and you don't necessarily want to do them you just have to and that sucks um but it's just hard like i know that when i got to college i was like i don't even know all of these options were like a thing (laughs) yeah it's a a rude awakening when you go and you're like wait you have a hundred majors to choose from or like some schools have like 500 majors to choose from you're like you can make a major as specific as like podcasting like yeah. that i was watching a video on youtube and it was like about like languages and not languages but like dialect like being like yeah. a linguist and stuff i'm like I, that's something i would do that's really cool like but had i known about this four years ago maybe my major would be different like you know what i mean so it's just i think having that i think they're changing it now but having that like availability for kids to really figure out like what they want to do 
you yeah. have to give it the, to them so they like have a game plan education's you know? never going to be the same after this right now too because the amount of online courses and the amount of like flexibility that universities have had to allow yeah it's it's ridiculous like education's going to be a completely different field of study do you think people who want to be in education are going to stray away from it considering everything that's happening that's actually a really interesting question because i was um at this past summer i worked at a summer camp and i like fell in love with that job and um like we had to do like little post-it notes and like create little like things for them and I just, like, I loved it. Like, it was so fun. And my sister's like, Lauren, you should go into education because of this. I'm like, I'm uh, currently going into my senior year of college, Nicole. Like, I can't change my major now. They're like, no, but you could if you really wanted to. I'm like, yeah, but I like what I'm doing right now, too. Like, this is just, like, a, a different kind of passion. Yeah. And as I was talking to some of the teachers who go to the gym, they're like, you don't want to go into education right now because it's not about the students like you think it is it's more about putting in like the requirements for the state it's a lot of like state mandated like education like like requirements and minimums like how are you providing your students with xyz's like first the standardized test information so i think if you are in education right now and or you're an education major right now you kind of know what you're getting into because you're getting taught how to incorporate state required material into your coursework. But I think it would, it would be such a fascinating industry to break into right now because of how much it's going to change. Mm. That was a very long answer. No, that's a good, you, that's a good perspective. Um, I definitely, yeah. I mean, just with technology in general, everything's going to just change completely over at least in the next 10 years or so. So, Oh, totally. I don't know, but, you know, there's something good about an old-fashioned textbook. You know what I mean? <laughs> yeah, yeah. I see, like, I always, like, I've grown to, like, textbook work, but, like, when I was, like, little, I absolutely couldn't Well, who did? It. Yeah. Like, like, I feel like you grow to appreciate it, and, like, I think there's yeah. so many, like, new and creative ways to receive information now. Yeah. Like, there's just information overload. And, like, yeah, not all of it's good information, but learning that not all of it's good information is important, too. So. That's definitely the thing that when Daniel and I talked about this on here before is, like, learning to know, like, what's good information, what people, like, want, and what people are actually getting. Because especially what... with media, it's, like, do I really care that Harry Styles and Olivia Wilde are dating? No. Yes, you do. No, I don't. <laughs> Why are we reporting on it? Like, I think the mindset of like, especially like with celebrities, like nobody gives a crap. Like, no, give- no one, no one really does. But the fact that like we, I feel like we're such like America is such an egocentric country. I've grown yeah, to we live. are so superficial, <laughs> and like we live for any type of celebrity drama because it like pulls our ourself away but i feel like people are starting to be like yo we don't care about this stuff oh there's a whole trend on tiktok to be like hey don't forget unfollow all the celebrities on instagram like they're like just like stop caring and they'll stop being a thing 
<laughs> I don't think. Well, I don't necessarily like, agree with that. No, I don't. I don't necessarily agree with that either. But that's such an interesting perspective to take. If you were to take that perspective and run with it for five minutes, mm. like you literally just invalidated an entire person's career by doing that. Like, you know what I mean? Like, yeah. we were so like involved in that stuff. But like, what I wanted, I had something I wanted to say um, before we got onto onto this particular topic about like receiving good information. Oh, I remember it was about like um, how American, like if you look at history textbooks too, when we were talking about textbooks for a brief mm-hmm. second, yeah. the information is selected based on where like the region oh, is. It, yeah, totally. But, like that's a huge thing too. It's like learning that like we whitewash like not uh, yes no yeah call yeah. what it is it's whitewashing it is like we're we're we whitewash and re- teach the history we want people to learn and like i think learning that is a huge it's a huge thing a huge to- milestone for people and yeah, yeah. Because- and i think like that's why some celebrity platforms are important because if you look at like people who are big advocates for things like that then, like, they have the, the platform to do it. Like, let them at least, like, put some... Inf- but then you also get into that whole, like, oh, but, like, they're a celebrity. Why do they well, care? It's well, like it's right. All, That's it's a such giant a hard pro- position, right? Right. It's like... And, like, as to you were saying, like, why do we care that Harry Styles and Olivia well, Wilde are, like... It's... That's the whole thing. Well, that's the thing. It's like, I don't necessarily... Like, that's the stupid part of celebrity culture and media that people are like, we don't care. But when it comes to, I think on one hand, you're right about the juxtaposition of I'm a celebrity or you're a celebrity, use your platform or stop. This this doesn't concern you. Why are you talking about this? That happens. But also there are people who I think, well, for celebrities, I think there are people who just post crap just to like save face and people can see right through that. And then there's, like you said, people who actually are activists and stuff. Yeah. And I think but, that's what's also really hard for people to differentiate, though. Because, like, yes, like, the the general person can see through that. But not everyone not everyone can. I mean, look how far certain people have made it in the world. And their whole campaign was on complete and utter hate and garbage. Yeah. I mean, but. Yeah. I think that you made a good. <laughs> no, I agree. I definitely took your like differentiate from learning and made it super superficial. Then, if I just talked about media, but no, no, you didn't. You you didn't <laughs> at all. Because like that's I honestly thing. see like that's the thing though. Like there's the people who are like, wait, why do we care about this celebrity stuff? I'm like, we care about like you can't take away that completely. I think like e news and like gossip stuff it's such a huge part of our culture already Mm. that like if you were to take it all away like like i don't know if you follow the rundown on snapchat like aaron Lim's whole career is basically just to report on like the celebrity happenings like people are curious about this stuff it it gives them an escape and like yeah it's not necessarily like important like we don't it's not our business but like they're living this life in the public eyes, so like it's fascinating to other people. It's like if you're in like a friend group and like two of the friends like you just really wanted to start dating, dating, but then like one of them cheats on the other, and then like the whole friend group is split in two. Mm, it's like that. It's just like it's something that we as a culture, I feel like, latch onto. Our culture loves a big hot mess. 
Yeah. Because we all are a big hot mess and we can relate to that on some personal level. Well, because I think it's too, it's like, if you see, it's easy to like, it's better if you see somebody messing up because they're all, they have it worse than you. It makes you feel better about yourself for like five seconds. And like, it makes you feel even like there's more gratification in that because you know that they're like this proclaimed superstar making millions of dollars, but then yet you get to see them fall flat on their face in the public eye. Like that is what's satisfying. Like, Oh, like, look, like they had it all. Like my mediocre life is like, isn't that bad. Pretty decent. (laughs) I, I totally agree. Um, I don't know how to segue out of this. I'll be honest. (laughs) Back to you. DL, do you have any questions well, for our guest? I was actually going to interject, but you guys were going, going, so I was going to stop. What I was going to say before, when she was talking about, like, textbooks and stuff, also some schools are banning books, like books you can't read. You know, there's a banned book list. Oh, yeah. Um, all of the books that I... Not all of them, but most of them that I read for my literature about a lessons class last semester were banned. Yeah. I've had my my English professor in high school purposely made us read all the books that were banned. Like, yeah, had us read, um, I think, Huckleberry Finn's a banned book, yep. mm-hmm. Catcher in the Rye, Catcher, The yep. Bell Jar. Mm-hmm. They're all banned. Right. But he made us read them. Catcher in the Rye is actually my favorite book. It's a fantastic book. I think that kids need to read it. Yeah, I do too. I think there's such a. It's really so quintessential. In, I I think the jump from adolescence to adulthood. Mm-hmm. Oh, totally. I think also too Especially education. Especially like the last should, chapter. I think education should teach kids that some of the stuff they're learning is from one perspective when there's multiple different perspectives of an event that could happen. Totally. Well, especially I think as in textbooks, they yeah. it's from the perspective like that. It's makes very it good. It literally, and it, I think as as Americans, I feel like we kind of get the short end of the sticks because I feel like other countries get a more well-rounded, objective like education on things. Yeah, like we kind of and we kind of I feel like we put our head in places it doesn't always necessarily like need to be mm-hmm. and like we always give ourselves the narrative that like oh like we didn't really need to get involved but we did and we saved everybody yeah, and right. like, that's the narrative we get when like in reality like I, I i i think we are like oh like we put our head in this position because it bettered us in mm-hmm. xyz way instead of like <laughs> it's actually kind of funny um so last night, we were watching a movie. It's called The Siege of Jadisville. And it's about this Irish battalion or a battalion from Ireland that went to Africa to help aid in the Congo because there was like riots and upbringing and stuff like that. <laughs> and we were joking around. I'm like, because they were under siege from the locals because they were attacking them because they didn't like people from other nations interfering, interfering which I totally get. And we were joking. We're like, what if Americans just came in and saved the day? But then also, too, like, why would we have to? You know, like, we shouldn't um, right. We shouldn't have to intervene just because, oh, 
were America, you know, like right. if it's that if, whole like manifest destiny thing that you're taught too. Yeah, like oh, it was our destiny to bring bring Western civilization to all the civilizations that were honestly thriving before we even came here. <laughs> but um, but well, yeah, we were making we were making that joke, but then after the fact, we were like, America didn't like. In reality, America doesn't need to come in and save the day, you know? So, but that's, like, the same thing that you were just discussing. Yeah. Yeah. It's, it's like, it's like America's that, that friend that, like, has to, like, therapize everyone, and not everyone wants the therapy. And America <laughs> doesn't take care of themselves, either. Exactly. It's, like, it's the, it's the chaotic bad bad friend like it's the chaotic energy it's like oh like let me go fix everyone else's problem but all my problems are still unleashed yep it's the chaotic bad friend who thinks that they can therapize all their friends yet they have the most problems yep (laughs) they don't want to take care of it and we're like um okay well we'll we'll go deal with their problem let ours just like figure itself out Oh, Maybe God. by fixing other people, we will fix ourselves. <laughs> <laughs> I don't think I that's how it works. But... You. you know what I mean? <laughs> um, no, I was going to say, okay. a well, great example is Great Britain. And I'm saying that sarcastically. Because, <laughs> like, <laughs> 75% of the countries they ruled are now not ruled by them. <laughs> Us for being we hate for Great one. Britain in this. <laughs> this went this went into very interesting territory. I was not expecting to talk you about this. What? It's going to be so hard. I cannot segue out of this. So I'm just going to go on to the next question or discussion. Um, it was a good conversation. No, it um, was. I don't. I'm not going to pressure you into talking about things you don't want to talk about. So, but. I think, because, again, being your best friend and knowing you for a while, I think that with whatever you're comfortable with, do you want to talk about, and you mentioned a little bit before, the time period when you were sick and stuff. Yeah, I can talk about that. I don't mind. So, um, I'm mainly going to stick to, like, the the overt stuff because it's easier to understand and it's easier to explain. So, um... When I was around 16, I still haven't had my first period. Oh, sorry, I dropped my chapstick. (laughs) But I, so when I was 16, I still haven't had my first period. And so we went to my mom's doctor. And at the time, I was a gymnast. So I was very active. And they're like, oh, it could just be because, like, you don't have any body fat on you or whatever, but let's run some tests. And those tests came back where I was uh, diagnosed with a genetic disorder that put me at high risk for ovarian cancer. So later that summer, I had surgery to remove both my ovaries to, um, sorry, (laughs) both my ovaries to make sure I didn't have any cancer. And it was in that process where they found that my right ovary had some cancerous cells in it. So they had to go back in and do what's called the staging operation. So in this process, they just, like, take a bunch of samples from, like, your lymph nodes and everything. And I got very fortunate, and I only had stage one. So it was only – the cancer cells were only in that one ovary, and they hadn't moved. 
So that means I didn't need chemo, but I had to go get checkups every six months. So I would go and get a CAT scan and get blood work. And then it eased up where I get a CAT scan every year, but I'd get blood work every six months. I'm coming up on five years in August of being uh, cancer free. So, yay! But that whole process um, ended putting me on hormones for uh, hormone regulation. And that was a big factor in why I came home from college because at the time, my I was on so many different they were trying to stabilize me because I didn't know what dosages I need and when you're on hormones and you're not used to them like like you know how like everyone's like oh like they're, it's just that age like they're going through puberty like they're going like they have like their ups and downs they're and a they're... monster yeah <laughs> like imagine going through all of that in the span of like a couple months yeah like it's like a year long process typically like doing that yeah, and, and i had extra heightened yeah so it was just it that was just a lot and like it affected everyone like around me too and like i'm still dealing with it cuz it 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 changes you a lot and you don't realize how much like that impacts you and it's crazy <laughs> Yeah, I didn't mean to bring down the mood, but I think it's very <laughs> no, no. <laughs> for like you to talk about it, especially. But like, I'm sure that like it's inevitable, and everybody can agree that that is something that is already very, very. Sh- I don't. Mean, I don't even want to say stressful because that doesn't give like the impact of like how that affects somebody. But take the effect of finding that out, and then also being a kid. Yeah, like. You think you have your shit together when you're 16? You, you don't. Well, like, you do not. Like, you're... I, my favorite fact about the human body is that your brain doesn't fully develop until you're 25. Yeah. And, like, I find that so fascinating. It's like, certain aspects of you are still, are, like, considered an adult, but you're not really an adult up here in your head until you're 25 and you can like actually rationalize things so right and to that point because it also people question whether we should make the drinking age to 25 right because of the fact that your brain isn't fully developed not to change subjects again but i i don't know the answer to that yeah I, I I don't know because like then then people argue well like the drinking age used to be eighteen and like why why can someone go fight for our, their country but not be able to have a drink? I feel As like if they're the same things, but okay, <laughs> like, yeah, they, have, they hold the same weight. Yeah, I feel like drinking is such a it's such a huge thing in our society that like it it like you have to drink to have fun. Like I think well, what people forget even... is drinking is alcohol is a depressant. It's not well, an I was upper. It's not even like the drinking because I feel when I think of like drinking as a form of like being social, I think more of like European people were drinking where they drink probably in more moderation than we we do in our culture, American culture. It's about getting drunk. Yeah, and like, like a moron. And like, I don't know if you ever like cried while being drunk because I I used to do that. 
Um, especially when I was at Scranton, I did that a lot. I usually just pass out, to be yeah. honest. <laughs> yeah. Like, it's, like, alcohol is such an interesting topic to me because, like, it's so, gl- gl- like, glamified. And it's it's not that glamorous. Like yeah, it's like certain drinks you can make like taste it's good and like sad. Yeah. Like I mean, don't get me wrong, like I don't like having like a couple like drinks and being buzzed and like having a good time. I'm not against it at all. But like that's not Did what I can wine night? Yeah. <laughs> like that's like that's fun. It's like I don't know. That's like it's usually the people who are going to drink just to drink and get drunk where it becomes questionable. Right. Maybe That's... if it's in the hands of people, like we said, aren't fully developed and they're maybe hormonal and they're going through all of these... Because I feel like also, too, that's a time where people are figuring themselves out and they also hate themselves the most. Right. And, and you like, put if a you bottle of alcohol, alcohol in their hand, that's not a good cocktail, pun intended. Yeah. Like, my older sister came home from Delaware, like, her first year, and there was, like, a couple students who were freshmen who committed suicide, and my sister's convinced it's because they went away to college with mental health issues, and then they were introduced to drinking, which is a depression, and it just amplified their mental health issues and didn't solve anything, and it resulted in that. I feel like mental health in our country isn't addressed enough and it's like when i got sick it took a huge toll on my mental health and like well, thank god i have the support system that i do because like it helped me work through and be like wait i don't want to be here and work. like i don't know what would have happened if i stayed at square and like i love square it's a beautiful town it's a beautiful city it's a beautiful school but like i needed to be home for my but that's also all materialistic things right you know, it's a nice town, it's a nice school. Yeah, that it that's what it is, but like that's not the stuff that necessarily really matters. No. Um I was So this... like when you were going through all of that stuff and even coming out of that of um treatment and stuff, what you said like your family and your support system, what do you did you get is that when you started getting into fitness? Like did that really help you in your mental state? Actually, so funny enough um when i came home i stopped working out so like my only coping mechanism when i was away was the gym and so coming home i had my family and they were other coping mechanisms for me and i mainly relied on on being home so i stopped working out as much and it wasn't until i started going to therapy again because coming that whole Yes, coming home was the greatest decision for me, but, like, just the decision itself also, like, made me really depressed because I felt like I failed in some degree. So, it was like, I'm struggling up at Scranton, but I need to come home. I come home, I'm doing better, but I feel like I failed, so I went back into a depression. It wasn't until I kind of started going to therapy again that I did reintroduce fitness, and Mm -hmm. that made a major impact in the rest of my recovery process. So yes, it had a huge impact, but I think there was a time where I needed to take a break of it to figure out the, the other parts. You had to and take a break to figure out who you were. Yeah. Cause that, it's that took over your entire life. Yeah. It's and, all I was doing at Scranton. 
Like, I would go to the gym before classes, in between classes sometimes, and after classes. Like, I would figure out a way to either go to the gym or be running. Like, I so you were mad skinny. I really was. I look at pictures from when I was. I weighed like 122 pounds, and like there was no butt. What a shame. I have that problem. Not the 122 pounds, but the no butt thing. But, but, yeah, first of all, I don't think you're a failure for coming home. I, I know I am not now, but at the time, that's all I could see it as. It took me a really long time for me not to see that as a failure. I think you I don't see it. I don't view it that way anymore, if that makes sense. No, I know. I know, because, like, we talk about... Because the thing about Lauren is that she, even though she was very serious in this, I mean, obviously telling people about this, but she, like, take Like, she... The fact that she can joke about <laughs> what has happened to her in her life, I think, is a testament to how strong you are. Thank you. And I always say, if you can joke about your life experiences the good and especially the bad then you are a very very strong person and you definitely have are going to overcome it um can i say my favorite joke right now at the moment about this whole experience okay but i think i might have already said it because <laughs> i talked about it oh yeah. really okay yeah. so my sister's dog just got spayed so my favorite joke to make is that um, my sister's dog and I now have had the same surgery, so we are emotionally and physically bonded on a whole nother level. <laughs> I mean, that's literally when you told me that I was like gagging because like you would because like you would think that like like I said like you think that you would be so like you don't want to talk about this stuff why would you and then you're like making I don't even like entice it you just come out with these jokes and I'm like girl okay <laughs> but I I sometimes. I've made so many, some people, like, if you don't know me well enough, like, sometimes I'll, 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 I'll make a joke around you, like, nonchalantly, and they won't pick up on it right away, and once they do, they're, like, they're so taken aback, like, wait, did you just say what I think? Just shocking, because, like, Yeah, you know. they don't know how to respond. But I made that, I talked about that joke because it was a jump-off point for a conversation that you and I had about not taking yourself seriously and joking about yourself yeah and how we think it's so important because i think people are too serious and are too hard on themselves oh totally i mean i'm very tough on myself i feel like but like you got to be able to be like oh like oh i'm stupid <laughs> like yeah, and i like it's, you it's know, like, like not yeah, even- totally <laughs> i make fun of my i am i make fun of myself so much so if i ever meet somebody and they make fun of me i'm like i i know this i know this about myself you can't hurt me with things that i am comfortable with you can't you can't get offended if you already laugh at it (laughs) exactly exactly like you only get offended when you're insecure about it but i was saying and me and danielle were talking about is and what you and i were talking about is that like people like especially like not maybe our like our age but younger are so like like obnoxious in the fact that they <laughs> are so yeah down on themselves for yeah. like stupid stuff and it's like maybe you should just try to like you know what it is it's like cool to be like depressed 
Oh, it's become like a trend. And it's like that that pisses me off. <laughs> That's not a trend. No. That shouldn't it's be a trend. A at serious all. issue. <laughs> yeah. It shouldn't. No. no, it shouldn't. But it's but like, like I think I think what they're also trying to do is like, yeah, they're like like maybe they might be depressed and so they're trying to figure out how to deal with it so like i can get that but at the same time when you are actually super depressed you don't joke about it you don't go and you don't make it like a a thing like i think the people who make it like a thing think it's like edgy like depression's not something that's edgy you can't even think about your aesthetic when you're depressed you're too busy (laughs) trying to figure out how to get through how to like process if you think about if you're either like the emo aesthetic or the the fairy girl aesthetic, then you're not depressed, girl. Yeah. yeah. In real life. But I think that's what it is. And it's just like, also too, it's like people are so hard on themselves that like they don't even want to push forward to see the light at the end of the tunnel. Like mm-hmm. they, and like people want to be upset or depressed about stuff. Well, yeah. part they, of that, part of that too that. is depending on like the situation they're in because they might've been taught that they have to be harder on themselves you know what i mean like if you push yourself and you don't try you're not going to succeed that's part of it too you know so that's why they think that's a huge part of it totally mm -hmm. that's why they think they have to be hard on themselves because that's all they know but in reality like some stuff that you deal with on a day-to-day basis is not major at all so like you shouldn't let it get to you oh no (laughs) and then the only person that I should mean, be critical of you is you. So if your way of dealing with something is making fun of yourself, then like go for it. Like, you know. Yeah. That's why I call myself chunky. <laughs> I mean, I have like the hardest. I, as you're saying, like some of the decisions you have to make are like not that difficult. I think the hardest decision for me sometimes is my rook order. <laughs> And like the fact that why, like I can admit like that that's one of my hardest decisions I had to make that day. Why do you like? Okay, this is a hot topic or a hot take, but uh, I like rook. But do I? Why do you like it so much? Is it because it's convenient? It's not even that convenient. <laughs> it's not that far. I mean, it no, was not that far for me. It's 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 not that far for me. It's it's pretty convenient for me, yes. But like, I know you're a Buscardu girl. Like, I'm not gonna I'm not gonna take that well, from you. I'm more of a Dunkin' girl than anything else. But Buscardu, like, as far as local chains, yes. Yeah. So, so the reason why I like Rook so much is because one, their cold brew is just really well made. Like the consistency of the of the brew itself, it's just it's just really well done, and it's mm-hmm. a pour over coffee. So like you can go to like most places and get a pour over coffee, and it's not that big of a deal. Like I think French press makes a better coffee than a pour over, but it's just they get great quality coffee beans. Like. They like Holly, the owner, one of the owners, and I forget who the other owner is. I apologize, but they worked really hard on making sure that like where they were getting their coffee from was good quality coffee. And like, I don't know, like I feel like Starbucks is just it's so generic. Their coffee comes from any other coffee farmer 
Where like yeah, like we can all agree that Starbucks is overrated, but also like I go to Starbucks. No, yeah, like they, <laughs> they don't get me wrong. Starbucks has good drinks, but yeah. like if you want coffee, too expensive. Yeah, it is. It's the um, I would quality. like I wouldn't get a coffee from Starbucks. Yeah, I won't drink coffee from Starbucks. It's the I'll drink like over I'll quantity. drink an espresso. Yeah, yeah, I wouldn't drink a coffee. I think it goes back to that whole, like, aesthetic. Do I, act, like, I think the only coffee that actually works for me is either, like, crappy diner coffee or, like... But a crappy bodega. diner coffee is not really crappy. No, it's not. And I've the reason why is because they're getting bags shipped from a really good coffee company and brewing it in-house. Yeah. That's what makes the difference. But I'm saying, like, as far as, like, what actually goes into my veins and makes me go my heart go bump 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 right, it's the right. diner coffee and the like and booster do otherwise starbucks doesn't really do anything and Dunkin doesn't really do anything it's just the aesthetic of having coffee like you yeah. know those people who drink coffee and it just looks like milk yes i don't like, like you guys aren't drinking coffee you just are 17 and you want to go to duncan before high school class and you want to drink coffee yeah coffee in quotation yeah. That's kind of my vibe with certain places. You are correct. And I think, like, personally, like, for me, I used, not, I didn't used to be that person because, like, I now drink coffee black. I mean, maybe I did. Maybe I did. But I did it for Rook. Like, I made Rook my entire personality at one point, and it (laughs) low-key still is. Well, that's how we became friends, kind of. Yes. I bought you Rook. One avenue of us being friends. Yeah. Which, should I tell the story or should you tell the story? Can we tell it together? Yes, we'll <laughs> tell it from each other's perspectives. I was going to okay. say, okay. I, I so, only know Kim's perspective of how you guys became friends. <laughs> okay, so so um, it's the first day of the semester, I'm pretty sure, because we had that class on Fall the first day of the semester. Fall 2018. Yes. And we had a, like, Calm 102. Mm-hmm. And it was with Eileen Church. What an amazing woman. She was one of my favorite professors yeah, at Brookville. Cool. I still have the shredded money in my room somewhere. I don't have it. Yeah, I still have it somewhere, I think. Um, but I I'm, was one of the first persons in, in that class. And I took a seat at the front. And I was one of the only girls in the classroom at the time. And um, <clears throat> normally when you are the only girl in the classroom, any other girl who walks into you, like, tends to sit around you or next to you. Which and, is what I did. Yes. And so Kim sat, she sat either next to me or, like, next to me and behind me, like, to the side. And um, I was like, okay. When she first walked in, she had her makeup done to like the tea and her hair was black and i was like this person's either going to hate me or we're gonna be friends <laughs> and so at the was it at the end of the class or something oh, i was like beginning it was the beginning yeah um i was on my phone and i was listening to five seconds of summer and they were on my instagram feed or something and Kim made a comment to me about it. It's like, oh my god, their album that just came out was so good. Yeah. 
And that's how we started talking. And I was also in the mindset where, like, I need to at least meet one person in this class that I can, like, so I can study with them so I don't fail. Exactly. I, which is why I went and sat next to you because I had that mindset, mindset, especially at Brookdale, because I don't know how other community colleges are, but Brookdale, it's very hit or miss with class like interaction yes you either get a really good person like you to be like no yeah let's exchange phone numbers yeah it's either like you either get one or two people to be like yeah let's like let's exchange numbers and start like a study group or no one talks at all and it's so awkward yes right and because like that's the one thing that like people who went away at university like don't doesn't get it's like campus life is so different than like what you would imagine campus life is because even if you don't have classes with certain people at a university, you're still on campus and you see them every day so you know who they are. Right. If you but don't have only... classes with anyone, like you don't know anyone. No, because you just go home afterwards. Like you don't yeah. you're not in the same building, you're not in the same dorm room, like you don't hang out afterwards, you go home. Yeah. And, like, even if you were to hang out around campus, like, waiting for your next class or something, like, the student center or whatever, like, where people would, like, typically hang out, it's, like, people who are already in classes together. Like, it's not really, like, oh. Yeah, and our friends. Yeah. So that was my, that was always my rule at Brookdale is to at least have, like, an acquaintance. (laughs) Yeah, in one of your classes so you could survive the class together. Exactly. Yeah. Yeah. But that's that's why I went and sat next to you. And then you got me rook the next week. Yeah, I think because we were talking about homework, we exchanged numbers and we had a homework assignment due. And I was like, hey, like before class, I'm going to rook. Do you want one? And I was like, oh, uh, yeah, I'll take free coffee. Thanks. Yeah, because <laughs> I think you had like, I think before you either like texted me or like called me like asking to do like homework together or something. Yeah, we probably. Did the first assignment together. Yeah, but I... But she low-key really peeped did. on my phone, and, and that's how that all started. She was. I low-key stalked your phone. Again, I'm a people watcher. I watch everything. <laughs> I low-key literally was like, wow, their album's really cool. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> it was. Thank God for my, and, like, and fun fact about me, if you don't already know this, is like I'm obsessed with them. You haven't really talked about them. I haven't. My obsession has kind of dwindled down. Because I think I've become more of, like, a functioning adult in life, and I've been very busy. <laughs> and they've also so, like, been... My, my little money. adolescent, like, love-struck crush on the lead singer, Luke Hemmings, is, is not as strong. But that man can... Wow! I know. But that man's the only man that will make facial hair attractive for me. <laughs> really? Yes. I like Isn't his beard. Is he, like, a year older than us? He is actually... Re- he's, he's actually your sister's age. He's 25. He'll be 25 in July. So he's younger than Danielle because she's turning 26. Oh. But she's 25. Yeah. I thought he was like 23. No. He's the youngest of the group, but he was born in 1996. They're all... Wow. You know what's so weird is like watching people that you loved as teenagers like be adults. Oh, I know. I know. Like... But like... Like... Joe Jonas is married. <laughs> and he has a kid. And he has a kid. 
Taylor Swift made him a blanket. See, that's what I'm saying. We know all this shit about them, and it's a whole industry. (laughs) Kimberly. (laughs) How is it different? There's exceptions to the rules. If you love them, then you care. If you don't love them, then why do we care? See, but there are people who love Harry Styles. I know. Like, we love, like, we're going to see Harry Styles. We love Harry Styles. But, like, y'all need to calm down. Yeah, it's not, I'm not, like, I'm not swooning over him like everyone else really is. Not that I used to. Like, I used to when I was a. See, like, I feel like we've also, like, my other theory behind this is, like, I've kind of, like, latched on to them to work through a majority of my trauma. And I've done a lot of my trauma work so that totally rip that I had on them to help me cope is not as strong. Well, that's good. But I also think, too, and tell me if you agree, like, I feel like there comes a point where you have, like, the, the, like, teenage obsession oh my god they're so hot hormonal stage and that kind of turns into like you still love them but it's more of like a you you love them as an adult and it's more cordial like you appreciate more than appreciation more. yes yeah you know what i mean that's where i'm at like i'm not i'm not violently as mad that he's with crg in as i used to be right like i'm still a little mad about it but i'm not like okay, like, they need to break up right now yeah, about it. be very mad about that. <laughs> yeah. Because, like, I don't think she really was into him for the reason she should be, but... Oh, well. well. I, guess <laughs> I don't disagree with you, but... <laughs> um. Yeah, but I think they're definitely, like, once you get older... Yeah. You know. What are your opinions on celebrity forearms? <laughs> I literally just wrote that down. I'm like, we should ask her about men's forearms. (laughs) Or men's forearms in general. Okay. I have have a very strong opinion on this. I love you. (laughs) Go off. It depends. Facial hair has a... Or arm hair has a huge, huge factor. Good or bad? It can be good. Okay. If it's not aggressive. If it's manageable. You know what? I, in my old age, I've been fond of the body hair. Yeah. I'm I'm still not at that maturity level that you're at. <laughs> I, I <laughs> With the body hair. body hair. I'm not, I'm not a huge body hair person. But like a taste, tasteful arm hair is what I will say to that. And I think it can be very alluring especially when it's like a little veiny <laughs> this is why you're my best friend i forearms are my and, little pink and okay so <laughs> like, the, the, with machine because machine gun kelly is such a spaghetti noodle and he's covered in ink yeah his his forearms have potential to be like amazing i think his artwork that he has there is well done but oh, I, I love his tattoos. Yeah. Like I think like he has it has potential to be amazing, but it's just like it's a little bit on the on the weaker side, which is right. Bad, I gotta but... look at this to um agree or disagree. But let me see. Let's see. Da-da-da. Let's see. I love that question. That's a great question. <laughs> Dude, Especially if 
if they're in like a, a dress shirt and like they have it rolled up to like yes uh, thank you this is why you're my best friend uh. <laughs> thank you see somebody else agrees with me danielle <laughs> see you like forearms no like, so the thing is they on the be, podcast they tell you we a just... lot about a person <laughs> yes, they do on the podcast we just recorded what were you saying, we were talking about what attracts us to men. And me, I would say generically like chest and arms. And she blatantly goes forearms. And I'm like, what? Not like the entire <laughs> arm. She said, no, forearms. <laughs> that doesn't that doesn't surprise me one bit. <laughs> <laughs> okay, let me see. Hey Kim. Um no, I agree Kim. with what you're saying. This means yeah. uh this means we have to have her on for our forearm game. Guess the forearm. Oh, we're gonna have a celebrity forearm. You wanna be on that app? Yes. <laughs> cool. I I want to be on that episode. Lovely. Okay. So I, I see what you're saying though, but a lot of the pictures of him, he's in like sweatshirts. Yeah. So. Yeah, because like that's his thing. If you notice, like when he doesn't have to dress up, he 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 won't. <laughs> I mean, me, <laughs> me. I feel like everybody now, especially. Yeah, yeah, forearms. Thank you, thank you, You're welcome. and thank you, Danielle. Has your opinion changed on forearms? Have you noticed forearms <laughs> in the past few days because of revelation? <laughs> I mean, I think forearms are good, but it's not, like, my go-to spot. It's my... I literally said the man could be, like, the worst person on the planet. If he has nice forearms, I'll turn a blind eye. I don't care. <laughs> it's like the it's like the TikTok. Um, it, you could be, like, a terrible person, but if I do see a decent forearm, I might jog a little. <laughs> yeah. That's literally me. You gotta, you gotta get into it, Dave. <laughs> it's, it's an art. It it's can be an art. <laughs> it's historically an art. I literally just read from my MLA class how advertisements have been, male advertisements specifically, have been based off of ancient Greek like ideology and how men were supposed to put them on a superior platform of posture and stuff and that should be the forearms it's sculpted it's like hot squidward okay it's sculpted it's beautiful the twilight book why do you think that sold so many copies just on the cover alone it's literally the forearms holding an apple and you read it danielle so you caved i did <laughs> i have a conspiracy theory that the forearm everybody is subconsciously attracted to the forearm and that is evident, like you said, with the Twilight cover. And the girls are like, yes, forearms. Yep. <laughs> oh, my mm -hmm. goodness. <sighs> it's okay. Yep. Crack the Da Vinci Code, Lauren. I will. Okay. <laughs> I will say this. And Lauren probably knows this. Forearms are hard to build, like, muscle-wise. So once you build them, they're no, nice. They really... So. Yeah. There was so there's a fitness person I follow, and like his top comment on his feed a majority of the time is drop that forearm routine. <laughs> like it's you you don't really realize like you don't really use your forearms in really any exercise, but you need like it 
it's literally your grip strength. Mm-hmm. Like if you work on your grip strength, you develop your forearms. Mm-hmm. I feel like. Yeah, for like, sure. I don't know how else to do it. Like, like my... just like hanging on the bar, like all yeah. you have to do. Like I feel like because I was a gymnast, I have very nice forearms. Like I'm not gonna flex on all y'all. But... <laughs> I was the couch I... potato. My whole I was... life. <laughs> I was actually about to flex on y'all because my forearms are fire, but. Maybe that's why I'm immune to the forearm thing, because my forearms are fire. Because you, you already have fire forearms. Yeah. Like yours are probably more fire than mine. Uh, you can't really tell. Show, show me. Show me. Light. Y'all are cute. It's because, like, you have a ring light on, and, like, yeah. look at that de- definition. Yeah, the defin- that's what it is, the definition. You can't that, tell. Yeah, I got the light on. Yeah, you know, you ha- I-, I can see it though. Yeah, yeah you can see it with the ring light on, shiny. so that should be enough. That should be enough proof. If you can see you with the light I on, you know they're fire. So, mm-hmm. I did not see it at all. <laughs> Kimberly, that's just because you don't have an eye for these things. Because <laughs> I don't have an eye for for nice form. I just no, want I meant I meant muscle definition. Yeah. Uh, excuse me, I'm getting one muscle definition in my thigh, ma'am, okay? <laughs> it's coming in. I freaked out about it. No, I know you did, and that's, like, I'm so proud of you. No. <laughs> Forearms, am I right, ladies? Okay. <laughs> oh, my goodness. Oh, speaking, but, okay, so talk about your, like, coaching that you're doing now. Oh, so that's new and exciting for me. Yeah. So, um, I've been going to this local gym in Oceanport called Our Team Fitness for almost three years now. Um, and because of the, the, the pandemic, like a lot of things have changed, obviously. But um, he lost one of his coaches because the coach is going to the police academy. So um, before he opened up to the public and asked if anyone wanted to be to work for him he asked me if i want to do the internship program and become a coach there so the past like three weeks i've been uh shadowing him and like like assisting coaching some of the classes and today was my very first class that i taught all by myself and i love it it's a lot of fun uh-oh she's gone i like gone. to yell at people to keep it up and yeah i'm like you got 10 seconds left. You got it. Like, finish. <laughs> what's, like the, what's the easiest and hardest thing about it so far? Um, I think the easiest thing is I just, I love it so much. So it's just, like, really easy to follow through. I think the hardest thing about it is um, changing my, my how, how I'm perceived at the gym because I used to just be a client and now to be, like, an employee and a coach and, like, me being one of the youngest members at my gym like just kind of like keeping the authority mm-hmm. like which isn't a, a major issue like I feel like I'm doing a pretty decent job at that but like that was just like changing my role as like someone who's a client to someone who's now working there oh that's that, that's so cool though I remember when you told me and it was like really exciting because you're re- you've been going there for a while and you're really big into fitness yeah yeah so I'm very excited well, I am excited for you. Thank you, thank you. I'm low-key um, jealous so, of all You know what gym- I'm Thanks for interrupting me, Kim. What? I was going to say, I'm yeah, low-key were- jealous of all the gymnastic stuff she can do in CrossFit because she's a gymnast, and it makes me mad because I can't do them. 
Yeah, didn't we do gymnastics when we were like four? You should have kept with it. <laughs> yeah, when we were like four. <laughs> but so, um, Lauren will know this, and Kim, you might. CrossFit is very it. What is it? It draws in people that were like in gymnastics. Yeah, Wait. because the reason why is because of the the kip. Mm-hmm. Their their kips and their muscle ups mm-hmm. are very gymnastics based, but like not to shit on all the crossfitters on here. You give zero shits about form, and that's why you guys get hurt. <laughs> yeah, oh, that's true. Hot take. That's true. Get no, no, no. I agree with her. So what? like, hold on. So like, there's this one person I follow on Instagram, and she's an Olympic lifter. And she breaks down different CrossFit athletes' forms for certain Olympic lifts. And the big thing for, like, 90% of them is they don't take the time to get into proper, um, like, proper stance or proper form for the lift. And that's the reason why they fail a majority of the time. Because they don't take the time, the effort to, like, what we say is get tight, get low enough, and follow through with your form so i agree with that especially because if you have shitty form you're most likely gonna get it or receive an injury or something yeah did i ever tell you about the one time i did crossfit in high school and i slipped on my vagina (laughs) (laughs) i feel like i briefly was told this story okay so d did you have to do crossfit in gym class Mm mm-hmm in high school? Nope. Okay. For some ungodly reason, they made us do CrossFit in high school. As a sophomore year. You your gym was CrossFit. <laughs> I don't know. Definitely if one of the coaches got really into it that year and it's like, let's do one this. Of, one of the gym teachers was a CrossFit like person. Yeah. And yeah. don't get me wrong, she was fine, but like you do not understand the everything about like a high school person's anatomy okay and income of food all they eat are like pop tarts and cookies and potato chips they are not all the essential nutrients (laughs) yes in crossfit so literally my first day of class we had to do a wad right Mm -hmm. so god i don't remember but we, we we took class in the wrestling room so it was like mats and stuff and it was like you had to like sprint because it the wrestling room was on the back of the school and then it had big doors that led to like the back of it like and like the the road like there was a road behind the school to like exit um so it literally was like sprinting from like outside to inside and then like push-ups or planks or whatever and then like squats i don't know bur- burpees it probably was burpees so we do that's my first day we do the wad for the first day but it's raining outside and this woman's making us do everything and do the sprints outside so whatever i do it but again we're on wrestling mats so it's slippery so i'm running outside in the freezing cold winter rain coming in about to do a push-up and my foot slips and i land on my coochie because i should not be doing a crossfit wad as a 15 year old chunky girl (laughs) and then i did not go to school the next day because my body was trampled emotionally and physically 
<laughs> you told that story with such elegance, Kim. Thank you. It. I'm still hurt by it. I'm so, so sorry my that to you. That's traumatizing. <laughs> Literally. The thing that happened to my coochie is like nothing compared to what happened to your coochie girl, okay? (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, I I think I'm missing more of mine than you are. (laughs) I'm sorry. But see, again, guys, <laughs> joke. Would you just joke a little bit? Stop, okay? Oh, oh my that god. Was too good. That was too good. <laughs> um, that anyways, almost, so that yeah, almost that so sounds cool. like child abuse because she made you run outside in school. At school in the rain. rain. In the rain. You could have gotten yeah. sick. You definitely you definitely could could have um, if you got a cold, like, sued her. Oh, literally, like, kids, like, opted out. They were like, I have asthma, I can't do this. Like, they would make up, like, some excuse not to take the Yeah, class. like, CrossFit is so, in- like, that's something you, like, you don't do unless you're paying someone to put you through it. It's yeah. a choice. Like, that's, like, you a can't... form of, a- like, you have to want to do CrossFit to do it. Yeah. yeah, and again, like you're 15 and you're in high school, you don't want to do gym. Period. Like, yeah, <laughs> you want to do. It's not. It's not the Olympic. No, you want to do what you want to do, and a lot of teenagers don't want to do CrossFit. They want to do their sport or something. Right. Well, or no sport. <laughs> I don't want to do anything. Yeah. <laughs> I always thought the gym class was so stupid. Anyways. <laughs> I feel like all high school, like, I, I understand the importance of physical education, but, like, I feel like we go about it in a way that makes people resent it. Yeah, like, totally. I wish you could do it in a way where, like, people, like, loved, like, fitness like I do. <laughs> yeah, or <laughs> like, literally just be, like, introduce it into, like, in a different format where it's not forced. Yeah. Like, just, I don't even know. Because, like, when you do it, it's fun. Like, you get so much reward from moving your body. Like, your body was made made to to move at some degree. Like, you know, I'm not saying, like, you're you're built to, like, be an athlete. Every body is made to, like, to walk. Like, walking's a great form of exercise. Like, yeah. mm -hmm. It's an underrated form of exercise. Well, the old fart crotchety jitty that yell at you all the time we're like dude i just and then you're late to class because you have to change (laughs) and they don't let you in side if you're doing gym class outside until a minute before your next class and you go excuse me well i have class well also too so part of the reason and it's been changing in recent years is that people think if you start kids young weightlifting it's gonna like stunt their growth or whatever because lauren could probably attest to this people people who are gymnasts they've been shown when they get older the reason why they're shorter is because they're so nutrition deprived because of all the strenuous work they've been through as a kid you know like those kids that are put into those all intensive intensive sports while they're younger but 
I don't think it's an issue and this has been proven more and more recently. So say like, okay, when I have kids and my kid wants to like sees me doing workouts or whatever, my kid is like, hey, like, what are you doing, mom? Like, oh, I can show you. You show them the right way and the correct way with correct form first above all and just introduce them to that world so that when it comes to high school or when PT gets more intense in school, they'll be like, oh, I got this. Like, this is nothing because I've always already been introduced to it safely and efficiently. But that's not a parent's obligation for that, though. No, but I... mean, I th- for you specifically, more because you're into it. Right, right. But, but I, like- think, I think that might be part of the reason, too, because gr- at least... From my perspective and like being around the people I was around with, they weren't into it because they didn't know that world because their parents didn't do it. So when it came to do it in school, no one wants to do it. Yeah, but do you think that we should make these kids in high school like do this intensive crazy workout stuff? No, you have to. I don't. No, it's like um, when we talk about you have to like change your style to the person's needs or how they learn. It's the same with fitness. You have to adjust it to their yeah. needs or the way they learn fitness and their body but type. I'm saying like not everybody's gonna be into fitness how you guys are. Though. No, no, right. And I, I get what you're saying, and I, I understand that everyone's gonna be into it in some way. I but what I think what Dan- Danielle and I are trying to get the point across is like like the. I wish we both wish there was a way to like introduce it because once it's introduced in a healthy way in your life, it becomes like a pattern. And I think like we both want it to be a pattern for young people to have a healthy relationship with because we think it's important. Okay. And, and and I get what you're saying. Not everyone's into it and you can't make someone do something they don't want to do. But what I, I wish could happen and I think the whole point of teaching physical education in schools is to have it introduced to people so they know how to incorporate in their everyday lives in a healthy manner. But I feel like the way we're going about it now, it's so forceful that they don't want to take it take it away with them throughout their life. Like, I want it to be like, like again, I think walking just for like 20 minutes is a huge deal like you like you don't realize all the benefits you get from that like if, yeah you don't, if that's all you do you're fine you don't need you to don't work have your to muscles. do the crazy crossfit stuff. yeah you just need to work your heart and be you know yeah i had wendy's for lunch so. <laughs> how was it Speaking of health and wellness, <laughs> well, I think well, I, my question for you when you were you know when you were talking about like the gym the gymnasts and how like the the theories are like it stunts their growth mm. and their nutritional value and health. A lot of especially younger like I'm saying like preteen teen kids who do gymnastics like they do not eat well. No, they which don't. Which is why I said I had Wendy's for lunch yeah. because. Your diet is the most important thing. Yeah. Even, I think, before, like, exercise well, and stuff. So, I was yeah. just so thinking like about being this. being mal- malnourished, I think it's because they don't eat well. No, yeah. And it's like, it's a full, it's like a full circle, circle, right? So, like, 
say for example, you force the kid to learn PT in school, but then they go home and they don't see, it's not in their environment and it's not what like their family does. So they're not gonna pick up on those habits. So say for example, a gymnast is so into, or is working and preparing so intensely for a meet or something coming up. If they don't have, you know, if they're not the environment to um, add that nutrition that they need, cause they will need a way more calories than like when we were younger. Um, then they're not going to succeed. Yes, they'll still grow, but it's kind of, you need to recognize, okay, my kid is doing a lot more exercise and I need to bump up their nutrition and their calories so they balance out. So for example, there's this one fitness guy. Yeah, go, go for it. Cause this is a really important part of gymnastics is the nutrition and what's really important to being a gymnast too is you learn how to work with your size so the hardest thing for a gymnast to do is to grow so when i was when i stopped gymnastics for a couple years i grew and so relearning certain skills that i had perfected for my new body proportions was insanely difficult so that's why nutrition is such an important part in gymnastics because a lot of a lot of coaches emphasize on keeping their gymnasts tiny so they can keep the skills they have and they don't focus on the proper nutrition. And that's why you see the, like the, I don't know if you watched the athlete a, like the, the abuse that went on between the coaches and whatever regards to like developing eating disorders in gymnastics because of how demanding it is. And like, Mm -hmm. they're not, they're so focused on staying small and muscular and not maintaining a healthy stature and strong and Mm -hmm. performing well yeah i think for that instance though they need to um change the mindset (laughs) because not every kid's going to be small that wants to do gymnastics the whole sport i think gymnastics needs to revamp their mindset for sure for sure but um but yeah because if she has a daughter (laughs) so like um put her in gymnastics for that reason (laughs) So there's this one fitness guy I follow. His name is, and we talked about him on the podcast before, Seth Ferrosi, and both of his daughters are in gymnastics. So they don't, uh, he feeds them very well because he's a bodybuilder. So like after a meet or something, you see, um, (laughs) all right, Kim, you see uh, him, like when they come home from their meet, you see him feeding them steak, like giant giant pieces of steak because he's like he understands because he's in the fitness world like oh i need to feed my daughters this because they just expended this amount of energy at this meet competing at the top of their level and now i'm going to feed them steak because they need it right and like i think people nutrition is such a fascinating concept to me and like i'm taking nutrition course right now it's such an essential part of your whole being and like your wellness factor yeah you know it's i wish i understood it more honestly the thing the thing about nutrition is so important to understand yeah it's important but the thing is i feel for nutrition once you learn just you grasp it it's going to change so like what you were trying to learn the science is going to change and you're going to be like, oh shit, I need to <laughs> relearn what I just learned because the science has changed. 
because it, it and like that's the whole thing with anything science is evolving so fast that mm-hmm. it's like nothing's yeah nothing's yeah. permanent anymore because of how many advances they're making and they're also finding which is what is really interesting to me is like all of these studies that you're seeing coming out like not enough people are reproducing them and getting the right results mm-hmm. so that's like the main part of what makes a scientific theory hold up is you can redo the experiment and get the same results consistently and like a lot of the recent studies that come out within like the last like 20 years they're not getting consistent results so like they're like what do we do yeah for sure I look better in this lighting, huh? <laughs> I mean, you I don't look as pale. Yeah. It's all I good. Have... Sorry, I. You're always beautiful. I tried to hold out. I really couldn't. Oh my god, <laughs> girl, it's fine. We've been talking for a really long time. It's almost five o'clock. It's fun though. I know, cause we're we're on Danielle's time because we're ahead. So she's like she. Danielle's so obnoxious. She left the room so I could talk about her, but um, she literally, because she's three hours behind us, so, like, when I'm like, hey, let's do this at this time, she's like, no, that's too early. It'll be, like, nine o'clock. <laughs> I don't think it's early. That's not that early. I wake up at six. Same. And she's like, no, that's too early. And then, like, da-da-da-da. And then... Well, nine o'clock our time or nine o'clock her time? Her time. Okay. No, I'm not making her get up at six in the morning. But no. Like, it'll be like so. Then it'll be like. 12. So you wanted to? Did you originally want to do it at twelve today? Is that what no. you're saying? No, 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 no. Because I knew that she. I know how she is. You know. So I'm like yeah. no. But, and then like, well, then I'm like. Sometimes we do podcasts like later, like the ones we do by ourselves. I'll, I'll do it at, like six o'clock at night, and then I'm winded because they're really tiring. No, they are. Then, you know, You're talking like, a lot. And then she'll wrap it up fast because she has to go like eat dinner and like her and Kevin are going to go do stuff. And I'm like, girl, I guess we're just on your time. Like, come on now. There should be a balance of power there. <laughs> I agree. She makes me, she tries to make me do everything. And I'm like, girl, I got school and homework. You can do Who does stuff. the editing? She does. Okay. I don't do it because I I can't. I don't have time. No, you, yeah, yeah. And she's like, you don't have time. I go, I will fight you. She's a full time student right now. I know. She does not appreciate like the time that like I have to like actually graduate. Impressed that you're like you're doing this in school. It's like a part time job. Yeah, I mean, like, but she doesn't appreciate the fact that I have to graduate college. Who? So, you. <laughs> That entire time you left, I was talking about you. All positive things. Don't oh. worry. Such lies. Don't lie to me. Wait, Danielle, I have. So next podcast. Oh wait, are we done? And wait. A half, we're gonna have Lauren. Okay. No, I have. Wait. Can I say something? Yeah. Next podcast that like you know how you and I do our podcast. Mm-hmm. We're going to have Lauren on, and we're going to do Celebrity Forearm, but I think we should change up the rules. I think you should find the Celebrity Forearms, and we have to guess who it is and say whether we like the forearm and or if we dislike it and why, and we see, have to see whoever guesses the right forearms and wins gets something. Why do I yeah. feel like Danielle's going to pick really obscure celebrities? <laughs> I no. hope she does. <laughs> <laughs> no, I'll right? pick, a, I'll pick we'll a, good it. ones. 
we'll turn watch me watch like my my search history for the next week be like like mystery celebrity forums so i can get good at <laughs> identifying them what okay because so, i was find facts about these people try not to find anything that like gives it away too mm-hmm. much okay um yeah yeah just just to make it easier do you both like the same kind of celebrities because i'll pick people that aren't too hard to guess but like do you have the same taste in celebrities i feel like i feel like we kind of we have different tastes in men but we follow the same kind of yeah like we have yeah yeah that's why our friendship works so well too because Mm -hmm. like you like Guys like Jason Momoa, and like I like people like Luke Cummings. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> we're not in competition with each other when it comes to men. We really aren't. <laughs> like, but that's good. But like, no. you don't have to fight over like, anyone. We're going for complete different. Yeah, like complete. And some of my people are questionable anyway. So I mean, most of mine are questionable. No, I don't think so. Thank you. You're welcome. But. Uh, yeah, like, we have different types, but as far as, like, celebrity, I think we're well-versed. Okay. Yeah. If you give, like, facts, I'm sure you can figure it out. Yeah, yeah for definitely. sure. And it'll be a competition, and whoever the winner, no, the the loser buys the winner Rook. I knew that was gonna be the answer. <laughs> okay, okay, wait, Kim. You know how I introduced you to the Monmouth County Memes podcast? Yeah. Can we, like, talk about, like, I think that, like, I've listened to a couple of their episodes. I think they do a good job, but I think their issue is, is they're so set on, like, having a specific, like, platform. Like, I think yours is a lot more organic and not as forced as theirs. Well, because, like, here's the thing, though. It's really it's not difficult but like when you have people on that you know you're obviously going to have conversations that are more casual oh like for me like it's really hard to like interview the past few people that i we've interviewed because they're also my friends (laughs) yeah so like and i also don't want it to be i also hate when it's so like black and white like if it's gonna if we're gonna go down a conversation then ultimately we'll just go down it and then we'll just go from there yeah you know what i mean that's what's important yeah. Plus, plus also like, to... I haven't listened to that podcast in... No, go. You can finish. <laughs> uh, I haven't listened to that podcast in a hot second, so I'm curious to see how it has evolved, because I feel like everything in the starting stages grows into something completely different. Yeah, like, trust me, our Daniel and I's first episode is nowhere near as, like, it's casual so and fun as it is now. It's yeah. so bad. We're so, like meticulous on how things should sound and what to do and danielle didn't know how to talk into a freaking microphone anyway so i was doing all of the legwork so like i still am but whatever <laughs> but like now it's danielle's level- made some really great contributions yeah thank you no, she hasn't because i don't know why no because you no okay because she literally i will set i will go down a rabbit hole of preachy information right and i will speak to the people and then she will agree with me and say the exact same thing that i just said see danielle if that is the case you you 
you gotta throw in some curveballs every now and then though. <laughs> just, just a little like I feel like I feel like it's hard though when you are working with someone like your sister because she's gonna like she's not gonna agree with you on everything because no one agrees with everybody on everything. But like for a majority of the things, you're gonna have similar opinions on, I feel like. No, I know, but like don't say what I just said. <laughs> take what I said as what you like <laughs> give me credit, you know? Yeah. Add some add some good food for thought. Exactly. Thank you. And then she'll just laugh at me and not say anything. And I'm like, oh god. I'm like, help me. I'm like, like throw me a freaking bone. Like, well, because you're also like, you have to take into consideration, like, you're just really good at making people laugh with just like how you communicate. Thank you. <laughs> well, well, Give your theory, Danielle, because it's not because I'm funny, it's because I'm dramatic, right? Yep. She's dramatic. Okay, but her... I have theatrics in it. You, yeah, you you add a lot of theater to it, and that's what makes it so entertaining. I, uh... <laughs> but I also feel like, like, to some descent, like, it's also like, wait, does she really mean it, or is she just being funny? And, like, <laughs> I feel like people... <laughs> If you get me hangry enough, I yeah. say awful stuff. <laughs> yeah, it can be bad. I'm I told her now, honestly. <laughs> I told her the other day. I t- on the podcast, I'm like, "You're funnier in person." She's like, "What?" And I'm said, "Cause you can see her theatrics and her animations and all that stuff." You know. Right, right. When when it's just your voice, they don't see how excited your facial expressions are, which is like why what I had a really hard time with listening to podcasts in the first place is like, I know like I listened my first the first podcast I listened to was the uh, Chicks in the Office on Barstool, and like I didn't know anything about them, but I could listen to them, and I'm like I feel like I'm missing half of the story because I'm not able to see what they're doing with their facial expressions so like i could they could be speaking sarcastically but like i can't really tell but then i feel i from the response of the other person i i know if they're sarcastic or not i think my sarcasm's pretty obvious no it no it totally is it's just like it's it's more clear when you can see it of course but that's like any kind of communication. I feel like there's always yeah, the way totally. for it to get misconstrued and misread and misguided. Yeah. But that's what makes it. Yeah. Communication. Um, there's the the noise what, and the all the stuff. Yeah. What I was gonna say for Drop us though. <laughs> what I was gonna say for us though, I think this is more organic because we do. Um, what's the word? I'm trying to. We do not support, but we encourage open conversations between the people talking you know what i'm saying like it's not just question after question after question it's more organic because once say for example when lauren said something kim will say something and then i'll say something in response to one of one of you two and stuff like that which produces more organic conversation and more genuine answers because you'll be like oh wait i didn't think about what that person just said let me add on to what i said right and that's how like all conversations work it's like you learn just from mm-hmm. the the conversation in general mm-hmm. and i think like in this whole 
it went down like very interesting paths <laughs> and like um growing up when i was little i had a group of friends and we stayed up one night and had a sleepover like talking to two in the morning and we were like how did we get on we, we ended up talking about like what we want to do with like the rest of the world and like how we're involved in it and we're like how do we even get on this topic and the conversation started because we were talking about how like you're a good kisser if you can tie a knot with a cherry stem oh, and so like we have a we have a joke it's like because of the cherry stem yeah <laughs> like that always happens like, at one conversation in the morning what'd you say i'm sorry i said that always happens at sleepovers sleepovers at three o'clock in the morning mm-hmm. oh totally <laughs> um <sighs> yeah so we're gonna have lauren back on okay hi guys i'm back celebrity <laughs> forearm so danielle you actually have a job to do i have multiple jobs to do don't you worry <laughs> see i told you she'd i'm excited this is really fun um wait i hope i was a good kid what was what? that what'd you say I said, I hope I was a good guest. <laughs> no, of course. I was going to say, um, where could people find you if they want to follow you? Oh, okay. Um, you can follow my Instagram at Lauren underscore woman 18. That's my, my normal one. Or I just started a, um, a, a, a fitness account on Instagram called uh, lifting Lauren underscore. You can mm. follow me on there. You're I will be posting. followers, girl. Yeah, that's a new account, so I'm I'm building that. So yeah, check me out. Check her out, guys. Check um, me out. Check me out. Yep. Like, check it out, girls. Remember that. <laughs> and then, Lauren, what are some of your goals for 2021? Ooh, um, finish this semester, um, and. I have the potential possibly to graduate in December of 2021, so graduate. Um, I also would like to continue to coach at the gym and hopefully land an internship slash job at a health and wellness company. Those are the three big ones. Long term. (laughs) Long term. Those are good goals. Thank you. And you'll definitely achieve them. Oh, thank you. (laughs) Of course. (laughs) <laughs> well thanks for coming on thank you so much for having me i had so much fun <laughs> oh good i'm glad um <laughs> i'd yeah. like to hear that you talk about me a lot it makes me feel <laughs> really good i have have i not danielle she has it's a really it's a I really like, good so ego much. boost i know and it's only right to have you on at some point huh <laughs> <laughs> but it's good because then we'll have you on again to play cele- what are you holding up was Danielle. that a green screen? My no, drink? No, that blanket. Oh. Mm. Danielle, you're ruining my outtake, okay? <laughs> my outro. Thank uh, you so much for having me. Of course. And then we'll have you on again for Celebrity Forearm, which I'm very excited about. And I'm so glad that you're into them as much as I am. Yes. Okay. That'll be so fun. Well, thank you, everybody, for listening. Danielle, any parting words for everybody? Um... Okay, great. No. Um, thanks everybody so much. <laughs> we'll see everybody later. Okay, bye.